Welcome back to How to Tickle Yourself. I'm your host, Duff McDonald, along with my co-host, Joey of Rockledge. Hello. The name of this week's guest might sound a little familiar to you. That's because we had her on the show five weeks ago. This is not a scheduling error. Actually, the last time we had her on was a scheduling error. We've decided to have Linda on at the turn of the season, each season, and we missed the onset of fall by a few weeks. But we're back on schedule now. It's almost winter. In fact, winter starts two days from now. So we are very much on the mark once more. But let's get back to Linda Winnick, the founder of Shakti Yoga in Woodstock. Linda has been teaching yoga for more than 30 years. Equally important, she is a student and teacher of Ayurvedic medicine as well. We decided last time she was on that we would have her on every quarter to talk to us about how the seasonal changes affect all of us and what we can do about it, how to stay in balance when the balance is shifting. We were late then, but we are right on time now. Scratch that. The self is always on time. <laughs> and so here we are again. Welcome back, Linda. It feels like we spoke to you only yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> The present moment, traveling town to town, the mystery of the motion, right here, right now, right here, right now, whoa, right here, right now. I know we don't even have our Christmas decorations on to really go for the full fledged Christmas feel of this, right? Or the December twenty first, I, I believe, starts something around then. Yeah, we're time travelers. Late. We're time yeah, traveling we, now. Which we could be wearing snow caps. <laughs> so, so Linda, make sure we'll get into the wardrobe, okay? Yeah, okay. <laughs> next, next time with costumes too. Next time with costumes, when we do like the spring and summer edition again, we have to sit here with our bathing suits for summertime, even though it's going to be like ah cold. <laughs> We'll dress right. appropriately. Now, the thing so, about everything I want to say, the full disclosure, not that I'm going to say, like, I really don't know what I'm talking about. No, nope, that's not what I'm going to say. This is only <laughs> basically kind of pertinent to the area in which we live in. We live in the Northeast, which we have multiple seasons. So if somebody's mm. listening to us, hopefully you have people out in California. Something will probably be a little different for them. Same thing mm. with Florida. If we got people like who are in Costa Rica and they're t- tuning in because they very well should. Um, we, we have lots of Canadian okay. listeners. So okay. you're Maybe speaking to them. You're speaking to people in Toronto. Ireland too, right? Okay, cool. So then this would apply to them because they got they got the same kind of you know shenanigans weather wise that we have mm-hmm. in the seasons because that's kind of one of the one of the guides. It's, it's basically what your environment is is feeling and doing. So, so Linda, uh, just before we jump into everything, just in case somebody's like jumping in for the first time, can you just uh, briefly say what Ayurveda is and kind of just a quick recap of the the doshas? Okay, sure. So Ayurveda is um the traditional medical system of India. So it's a nature-based medicine. It is, um, Ayur means life or living or longevity. And Veda means to study or your your lifestyle. Like it's sort of like, it has to do with like how you 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 do your, your thing. So, um, so Ayurveda is basically the study, living life or lo- for longevity. So the, the emphasis on Ayurveda is quality of life. 
So we want you to do my teacher, Dr. J, who I just got to experience, Dr. J Gopal. He was, he comes here. I host him. I get Ayurveda, like, you know, very high uh, intensity practice with him. And um, so anyway, he says that all human beings, which I, I don't know, I kind of differ on this one, can live to 100 years old. Which I, I believe that. You believe that? Yeah, they could. Yeah. But most people, you know, probably may or may not. Um, but we could if we live a specific way, if we live in tune with nature and we live in tune with our own nature. And so that's, but that hundred years, we don't want it to be like a, a crummy hundred years. We want it to be a high <laughs> quality, right? Because you're like right. just sitting there and, you know, there's a certain point where it just things start to fail you if you haven't taken care of yourself. But so that's the idea behind it. So yes, you can live a long time, but we want that to be a blessed long time. One of the things that we that we focus on as like a guide is the five elements. So the five elements, ether or space, air, um, fire, water, earth. So it's a five element um, based theory. So on one end of the spectrum where you have ether and air, those co coexist or they, they um, have a coalescence and that is called vata. So vata means wind, space, movement, right? So that's how it shows up in our biology. And it shows up in the environment. You have pitta, which is fire and like, or fire and like water, but it's more dense. So it has a little bit more of an oiliness to it. So it's a little thicker. So that's um, pitta, which is the transformational energy in our body and in the environment. And then you have um, kappa, which is earth, water and earth. So that has to do with um, the stabilization element in our, in our body. So every cell has this. Um, each cell like will have a, a, a endoplasmatic reticulum, which I just like saying because it's just fun <laughs> to say that. It has a mitochondria, it has a cell wall, right? And so all those also represent the, the principles of Ayurveda, right? The, the mitochondria is like kind of the transformation, the powerhouse, I think is what they call that of the cell. The the end of the uh, the cell membrane is the, the kaphic element. And then the movement through the endoplasmatic reticulum is uh, the elements of vata. Wow. Yeah. So right. everything sort of, it has like an equivalent to it. It doesn't have to like line up specifically. So this is it. So right now, again, within Ayurveda, we have, since we're a part and parcel of nature, right? We are nature, even though we are, like I, I say, maybe I've already said it here. We are trying very hard not to be like that. Mm-hmm. trying to really much defy this right we and we have all sorts of mechanisms that we use right so we're trying i'm not natural like you know i don't so but ayurveda says well you kind of are so maybe you should dance with it a little better mm-hmm. right? so that's what that's what this is all about and part of its dietary big part of its herbal a lot of its lifestyle it's a lot of it's your what they call uh, um, daily routine dinacharya i hope i pronounced that d-i-n-a acharya dinacharya it's how you say it, your daily routine. And so, so when the seasons change, the doshas change. Is that is that right? Well, basically what happens, the the qualities exchange, the qualities of the season change. So like, so like for example, like, okay, so now we're talking about kapha season. Kapha is how you say in Sanskrit, but kapha is how it looks like it says mm-hmm. in our in our language. And so kapha is more about again that heaviness at least here heaviness dampness coldness darkness right everything if we were looking outside and it was really that season it would we would feel that right we feel like we're more stagnant at that point and for animals they hibernate but human beings we don't really hibernate like 
I don't know if, I don't know if it was ever hibernated to that degree. They might've had to slow down, but I don't know either. Because again, like you think about like, at least where we live, there's not a lot of resources outside, right? So you have to <laughs> gather a little harder. If you didn't get your act together, you're like, where's the wood? Where's the food? You'd really have to work hard at getting all of your resources to sustain yourself. So I, I'm not sure. Again, I don't know so much. Maybe one day I'll have time and I'll study human patterns of hibernation, which probably will never actually happen. But <laughs> you it never feels know. like you never it know. feels like we should be hibernating. Like it's like I want to sleep more and I want to just sort of lay yeah. around a bit more this time of year. Yeah. And I think there is definitely a need for that. Right. Conserving your energy, because, again, things are not so available, like the prana is a little lower in some cases meaning that you don't have the greens, like, again, I'm only talking about here, but we don't have the green, the greenness outside. The sun prana is, is shorter because the days are shorter. So it's like you get your prana in a, in a, in a smaller way or shorter uh, compressed way, I would say. So maybe there is a little bit of that. The only problem for humans is, the, is what I would call the festering principle. So what happens is if you're like sitting around too long, we start to fester, like we start to accumulate. So we, you know, sometimes gain weight, which makes people very unhappy. And then sometimes people, because they don't move and movement is really important for our health, we start to get depressed and our functioning is a little off. So that's the only thing about the overly hibernating thing is that we start to get the negative aspects of the doshas or the qualities of life. So it's always, again, always about not going too deep into that. Does that and make so, sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And so what do we do this time of year to sort of balance that out? So when you feel like just laying around on the sofa in front of the fire, what's yeah. the best thing to do <laughs> to um, stay in balance? I just say like for me too, because I love that. Um, I could really just be one with the couch. Um, I honestly have to project myself off the couch. I have to just <laughs> like give myself a certain couch time limit. And then it's like, really go out there. I mean, having dogs really helps. You have to walk your dog, you know, because the dog is still, they don't care that it's winter, especially if you have like what I have, a shepherd husky. He's like, I don't care about the, about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, wow. But I really think you have to really do the extra added so you don't stagnate. So you still keep the fluids moving in your body. You still keep the heat moving through your through your your organism. So for me, I, I try to work out a little bit more. And, and at least when I sequence, I'm not playing into restorative. I'm playing into like more of a, what I would call a fiery class, ah, a, heat, okay. a, heat, a heat class, use your own resources and develop your own heat. And so I tend to do a little bit more of a, an intense practice just because I know that couch is waiting for you. Like you know, <laughs> one hour later. Right. So that's my only principle behind that is just to keep a little bit more stimulation because you will probably have more of an, a proclivity to rest and that will probably happen. Right? Whether you like so, it or not. Right? Whether you like yeah. it or not, it's like yeah. there, right? But the same thing that I would say, like, again, it's not summer and I'll just repeat it in summertime. Like what happens in summer is people's activity level gets so high, right? So what you have to do is you kind of have to pencil in the rest, right? Because again, what, what it is, is like what you do now is going to show up later. Right. And we know this. Right. I don't know. I don't know if anybody partied when they were younger, right? <laughs> if you partied really hard and you did it well. It's going to show up in your skin and your organs you smoked. It's going to show up uh, unless you still start doing a lot of herbal uh, recuperation. <laughs> it does show up. So anything you've done before shows up. It's just the law of karma. 
right? The actions have a result baked into it. So that's why it's like, you have to sort of go, okay. So I'm like using a little bit. And the nice thing is like, there's an overlap between like Vata food and like the present to, to decrease the Vata and the Kapha food, which is you start to increase some of the heat. Okay. Just a little bit more of the spicy pungent stuff. And for the people who are more fiery by nature, this is an okay season for them to have some of this. Ah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. So now you can start to add like some of those little, you know, pickled, you know, pickled, whatever those things are. Um, Those little super hot pickles that we, (laughs) jalapenos. Jalapenos and all that kind of stuff, like little bits of it. Like, because again, you're kind of working with like the dampness and the, and the coolness of what's going on around you. So that would be the only forgiving time where you might not want to do that in the summer for pitta overload. So that balances off kapha. And the thing, the people who are the most at risk of too much kapha, too much stagnation are people who are kapha, right? They're going to feel it because they already accumulate and they're already like got out their flannels, you know, they're like, yay, it's my season, right? (laughs) I I got the right. You know, it's like the beers are are hibernating me too, right? This is my season of rest. And even though like spring was their season of rest and- And what is- what is the kappa kappa type like uh, physically? Just so if someone's listening, uh-huh. again, and now I, I I'm going to be very kind about like describing it because you know when you tell somebody they're kappa, you don't want them to feel like what do you call them a fat because it's not necessarily <laughs> that, right? There's a certain like hardiness to like a a kappa, but the thing about it because again the nature of its earth and water, there is definitely more of a tendency to accumulate, so. Kaphas will accumulate that, which is kaphic, which is like fat cells. But kaphas also have a nice, like the, the, the beauty of kapha is beautiful skin, like beautiful eyes, beautiful thick hair, big lustrous eyes. Like almost like when you look at the goddesses in India, they're mostly, they look like they're kapha. Right? Sort of they're luscious. Robust. What's that? Luscious. They're luscious. Yeah. They're luscious, they're motherly, you know, they're the ones that you want to hug. They're, you know, that's, those are the, those are kapha. When again, it when it's too much, then it becomes a little blob. It becomes blobby, like <laughs> sluggish, like, right. But in its own self, like I would never call the, and, and, and you can quote me on this. I would never call those goddesses fat for more yeah. than one reason. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not, they're just like beautiful and they're full, but they're not like, so that's, that's what I would say. Like they're kaphic because of all the elements of that. There's like an abundance that's going on there. But um, when it is, when it goes a little bit too much, it just turns into like phlegminess. So it becomes into mucusiness. And it shows up in different ways. It can show up in your gastrointestinal tract as too much phlegm, too much mucus, uh, dampened digestion. So because of all of this, the metabolism will be slower. And like a little bit, like not so much motivation. They're not as fiery. So that being said, they're not as um, interested in movement. But and, the cool thing about them is they're really good with routine once they get it. Like they might have a hard time like changing because they're stuck in the old routine. Mm-hmm. Once they get into a routine, they're there. They're committed. They're love. And yeah. so is, is there sort of a general sort of rules for eating, no matter which dosha type you are for this time of year? Um, you know, that's a good question. Always seasonal, uh, mostly appropriate to what's grown in your area. So that's one thing. Okay. So you want to eat definitely more like root vegetables because, you know, that's going to give you like more energy, but mm-hmm. less need to eat a lot of it. You can have like nuts and all that kind of stuff, like dried fruit, perhaps, but you might want to soak it just for your digestion. 
more spices. Okay. Oh, definitely more spices like the gingers and the digestive aids, the things that you probably might want, like more chai, that kind of like that flavor profile, cinnamon. If you don't like any of that, you you might want to eat like, um, you know, some garlic and, and, um, you know, definitely like the oreganos and all those kinds of things, but just like spice it up. And what also it does like from a, like a, a mood perspective, like when you, most people eat again, I think I had mentioned it this time is they're trying to create a mood in their mouth. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> mood in your mouth. <laughs> but think about it, right? Like you put things in your mouth because it changes your mood. Like right. you to, that's why people eat when they're not hungry. Because again, it's sorry. I hope this thing isn't thinking. They're trying to, um, ah. they're trying to instill an emotional reaction. So for some people it is, um, you know, that they're trying to stimulate and some people they're trying to get love or some stabilization, like anxious people eat things that will help ground them. So they're like, you know, lots of comfort food, mashed potatoes and macaroni and cheese and like way too much meat because it, it's, it's helping them try to feel like they're going to emotionally ground, but it only physically ground you. Right. But the same thing with like kaffas, like kaffas, if they're feeling like, again, any of like emotional instability or they feel like, you know, they're resentful or they're lacking love in their life because love is very, love is important to everybody, but kaffas are like, you know, very important to have love. Whereas pittas are just more like interested in being correct. Right? They'd rather be correct <laughs> than have you love them. <laughs> Doesn't sound familiar at all. <laughs> right. I had that dad, a boyfriend was very pitta. He was actually a triple Aries. Maybe it's wow. and I hope he doesn't watch this. He won't watch this because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, like I told him on his gravestone, he was going to say, I was right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I was right. Last word. Last word. I was right. I'm like, good for you. I, you know? I won't, I won't need that on my gravestone <laughs> because I was right. I, so was. I don't need to, you know. <laughs> By that point, you'll just say, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else will be assumed, right? <laughs> yep. So, um, so anyway, so like, so for that, that's why. So we basically are trying to solve problems with uh, the word for taste in Sanskrit is rasa, but it mm. also means emotion and mood. Okay. So that's how they describe it. Yeah. And it means other things too. It means like, it means plasma. It means semen. It's um, means like Rasayana is like a rejuvenation practice, uh, uh, that kind of a thing. So it has multiple meanings. Mercury is another so way. So we call we call our kombucha Rockledge Rasa. I had yeah, no idea yeah, you, got. you got uh essence. Essence. No, no, we're PG. Right. Yeah, essence, yeah. So essence is another. It, yeah, so it has multiple, but it also means like mood and and feelings. And it also is a way to describe, you know, flavor. And so you were talking about that your routine is what is like a what is there an ideal routine for this time of year? Yeah, you know, like it's almost like the same all the time, pretty much. Like you might mix and match certain things. And you know, it's a pretty like when I see my teacher, he's gonna, you know, do more teachings here and hopefully one day one day you'll get to meet him. He's amazing. You just right. you just love him. But um so I always hear about it because he always talks about routine because routine is so important. You know, I love a good routine. routine. 
just any routine is important. And hopefully it's a healthy routine because it, can, it keeps you connected to rhythm. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's like, there's a, in Sanskrit, I believe, and I could be completely wrong, and I should look these up before I say it. But I think rhythm and, and um, rhythm and the, the Sanskrit word, ruta, which means um, season, I think, in Sanskrit. Ah, oh, okay. Thing, but I could completely be wrong. So if you get letters on that, I apologize. <laughs> but it really is about rhythm, right? So and rhythm is like your daily rhythm. And um, so what my teacher talks a lot about which is really brilliant, which is like, again, kind of lost in a lot of, um, of yoga, world of yoga, is that you wake up and you kind of clear and cleanse your sense organs. So you do a routine. These, and some of it starts off at night. So you do something with your ear, you put a little ear oil, you do the wake up and you clear your eyes with water, it could just be fresh water. But it's like, not just that you're doing it, it's what you're saying to yourself. And it was beautiful mm-hmm. when he says it, he's like, and I, I personally use rose water and I asked him if you get more points for using rose water. And he said, <laughs> but I think you do. Happiness points. You get happiness points. I was like, points. you have a rose colored day. Right. No. Like, <laughs> I instead of rose colored glasses, I have rose colored. No. But, um, you know, you splash your eyes and you go, may I see beautiful things today? Hmm. May I hear beautiful things today? You clean your tongue and you, you brush your teeth first and then you use your tongue scraper and may, you know, say beautiful things today. And you do your, your neti pot and you clean your nose out. May I smell beautiful things today, right? And then you do the oil massage, right? So you, but this in itself is what gives you, again, the protection in the world. And he said that that's his main thing too, is the oil that he uses every day. That is a, like, cause he's, he does. And anybody who has a long, strong day, sesame oil, like for this season, particularly, hmm, that's going to give you like the quote unquote armor. Okay. It adds like a barrier onto your skin, but it also kind of pacifies because bot is, is, is through the ears, through hearing, mm-hmm. sound, and bot is through touch. And because kapha season, even though, again, it's, um, you know, has this density, we still have a lot of that botic experience of coldness. And in some cases could be dry because of the internal, the inner heat systems that we have. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when people start to feel like a little like isolated, that starts to stoke the vata. So you're doing these things because, again, it's not like the dosha goes like, hey, you're off stage. I'm coming on stage. So finish up, <laughs> bub. Right. It's like you get, a, like a, you get the residue. Mm-hmm. Right? You have a little bit of that stuff going on. So the the way that, you know, you could do it if you're very coughing is like from what my doctor, Dr. J. Gopal says, is that you give yourself like not an aggressive one, but a really stimulating oil massage every morning. And then you take that a sounds shower. sounds great. Or, <laughs> right? I know. That alone, honestly, would probably make people feel a lot better. Not like saying you should get off medications if you need it, but people taking care of their sense organs. Because again, these are the things that you perceive the world with. And then, then the next thing, of course, is what the, per- like the perceiver has to deal with. And then you got the mind perceiver, which is what we kind of, that's kind of messes us up when that's all kind of messy, right? When it's not clear. And we're not talking about the great perceiver, which is always what, what the center of yoga is, is like, how do you perceive without in, interfering with perception, right? That clear perception. But I know he's so hard wants to talk about Vedanta. <laughs> 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 I 
Um, no, okay. So I'll give you one thing. I was going to say okay. it afterwards. I okay. read that I was reading this book um, recently and uh, they talked about, you're talking about the super perceiver, right? Yes. Um, so we know we use the word predominant, right? Uh, it's you have your factors. It's the predominant factor. Okay. Um, I read a different version where a guy said he's, he's describing the Lord and he says, the Lord is the predominator, not I predominant, the predominator, the predominator. That means <laughs> you are the dominator of dominators. So yeah. it's like the super perceiver. I like that. But there you know, you you're up in the predominator of the, of the, whatever that whole thing is, but you should actually get a t-shirt with like, the, you know, like some sort of, you <laughs> Is that 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 it doesn't even care that it's what it is? Isn't that great? Right. right. <laughs> care that that's its like big ass title. <laughs> All right. Where were we? Where I like were that. We? So thank you for that. So anyway, so like, you know, so I think like for me, what I start doing is I start doing other routines. Like when I'm teaching, you know, again, I'm not trying to like promote my class, but I start to change the breath practices. So now we, you will, start we, we, we would we would very much like you to promote your class. We love okay, your we class. Your Listeners, are amazing. Sh- Shakti Yoga in Woodstock. Look it up on the Internet. Yes. Okay, so anyway, go ahead. So this is the rest of thank you. Shakti Yoga Woodstock.com. But anyway, so what we start doing is we changing the rituals in the class. And so I start using Kapalabhati because, again, it clears out the congestion in the nasal passageway, but it starts to invigorate the gut through the um, contraction of the abdomen and the working of the diaphragm. So that's one of the things that we start to encourage. And then it's also how you sequence. So I'm, I'm trying to work more movement into it. And sometimes it gets a little sweaty, you know, because again, you're, when you move, you start to develop heat. And so people like start to heat my room up, which is really helpful, right? So I save <laughs> on natural resources. <laughs> I still have a nice warm room and like the hot floor, the warm floors and all that kind of stuff, but it really is, it's how you sequence. So it's just more a stimulating sequence to try to like brighten up your inner self and try to get the, 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 the sweat on the skin, which helps to lubricate the skin and also using the kapha that might be developing. And so, but I'm also noticing too, that it, it's actually quite helping me is that I'm chanting a lot more again. Mm. And so I, and people like, you know, and I like people always want to chant and I, I have no problem with it. I can only do it when I'm feeling it. And then when I start feeling it, then I feel the results of it. And it's really been helping me. Like I do my Vedic chants and my mantras and all that kind of stuff. And it truly, truly helps. And because mantras are designed to vibrate you, right? Mm-hmm. They vibrate to like you into a space. You start to hopefully feel some joyfulness, right? So the practices like doing pranayama, you know, a little bit more of a strong one, doing more clearing and then doing the mantras and, um, and just adding more joyful elements, if you're somebody again who starts to feel negative, like seasonal affective disorder is real, right? People might have a, a, a negative reaction to the darkness, right? And so that's these are some sort of safeguards where people might actually have to be with each other's wearing. Excuse me, I thought you were really. I thought last time you were going to change your color code over there, but uh, I'm wearing, wearing green. Either. Look, I'm, I'm just I'm wearing, wearing green. <laughs> okay, there's the green. Okay, there it goes. I just saw that. At oh. the- Duff is supposed to be wearing red, I think. Just a little Orange. bit of blue. Orange. Like, Orange. This. I don't know why I wore this, but just a little blue and some shiny stuff, right? I'm just like a note up to myself. <laughs> Get the shiny, shiny stuff out. That kind of okay. also because it adds some illumination. Okay. 
I have a I have a I have a quote in front of me. You mentioned the darkness. Yeah. It's Swami Vivekananda. Yeah. He says, whenever darkness comes, assert the reality and everything adverse must vanish. Okay. I'll have to ponder that one. I assume it works. <laughs> when the darkness comes, I wish I knew what, what he's meant in Sanskrit. Hmm. Yeah. Darkness comes. Mm -hmm. Assert the assert, reality. Assert the reality and everything adverse must vanish. Pay attention to what's happening. Pay attention to what's happening. Okay. I think. <laughs> okay, so we need... Okay, uh, we all had a moment of pondering there. We're like, we need your <laughs> uh, winter recipe. I know. Yeah. I like, winter recipe. Okay, so this has to deal with some sort of stew. So I would say butternut squash. Ooh, yes. <laughs> okay, don't, so, yep. So I would say I personally like to roast it, like chop it and don't cut your fingers off. Chop it. Um, I also like the skin, but you can't really, I don't think you can cook with the skin to make the soup. Right. But so if you, you know, so I'd say the skin and eat the skin because skin is good, but um, chop it up, coconut oil. And please don't ask for measurements because I don't cook like that. I just go bloop. Um, some definitely some coriander. Um, I would say definitely ginger, mm -hmm. uh, cumin, turmeric, and uh, black pepper. Mm. Sounds amazing. Right? And then make it this afternoon. Make it this afternoon. <laughs> and again, if you want to not make it into a soup, just chop it up, keep the skin on. So this is what I did for this this other day where I had to go to a party. And, you know, I always have to be, you know, Ayurvedically almost sound unless I'm making a potato chip salad. I uh, <laughs> You chop up like I had a delicata squash, so I chopped that up scooped it out, kept the skin on it. And then potatoes, red potatoes, chop those babies up, cauliflower separate, put on a separate sheet because they bake at different um, in rates and stuff like that. I had beets, but I put the beets with the cauliflower. Um, and so I cooked them separately and it was delicious. And on the, the, the butternut squash, I put the, the spicy curry flavor and I put yeah. that with um, sesame. I believe that was sesame, sesame yeah. oil. And if you don't like sesame oil, you can use olive oil or you can use uh, coconut oil. And then with the other, I, oh no, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm mixing up and matching, but I guess that would taste pretty good too. <laughs> the rosemary on. Mm. The rosemary ah, okay. and that with onions. And then the Yum. other, the other, the cauliflower and the beets, I actually strangely enough put that sort of spicy curry on that. And it was delicious. That sounds and, amazing. Compliments, you know, and it's all about the compliments. <laughs> It wasn't. I'm like another meal, but when you look, like, you look great today, Linda. Yeah, yeah. they're like nice oh, color. Yeah. Compliments. Yeah. Compliments. We love the compliments. <laughs> so I guess yeah, I'm I'm not so like I'm like a recipe person, but I'm like as you can see, I'm like sort of like a sloppy recipe person. I sort of just toss things in there, yeah. flavors, colors, and the best way to grocery shop is to go out and shop and see what looks good. Yeah, and what's in season, right? So that's when I was with Dr. J. That's what we did, and that's kind of how he cooks. He puts it all together. He arranges it and it's all beautiful. Like even just putting things that you're going to cook together in an arrangement is like so good for your eyes. You're like, look how nice that looks. I was over <laughs> at our friend Peter Barrett's uh, ah. last summer and he made, he had a thing, he'd made a drink. It wasn't quite a kombucha, but it was all the things from his garden that day that were red. <laughs> so, it was yeah, delicious. Yeah. It's it like a delicious. wizard. Yeah. <laughs> What did, what did he have red? He, did he have Swiss chard? He had rose petals. 
raspberries. raspberries. Oh, that's ooh, look at that. Uh, c- like currants, maybe I don't know what he had, but it was like a, it was like the best red tasting soda y but healthy thing ever. Wow. Well, we know he's a divine chef, so mm-hmm. he's a mad he magician and a magician gardener. So yeah. <laughs> Just a wizard. He's just just oh, a wizard all the way around. <laughs> a wizard. Wow. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Right. I don't know if I can compete with that. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like just kind of like it's not a competition. Just, just, sorry. Oh, it's always a competition. I'm a pitta, but um, yeah, just <gasps> put it in the stove. But definitely, mm. eat, like, definitely move towards the warm cooked foods, right? Okay. So it's hard for those who are like you know, more raw food oriented or love their salads. I the love salad. I, I know I love salad too. I really yeah. do. So the only way that again, the workaround, cause there's always an Ayurvedic workaround, which we can do our, 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 like a whole session. We can have people say, but some sort of naughty thing they want to do. And I can give them the Ayurvedic workaround. What if you <laughs> massage? What if like a, I did a kale salad, but we massaged the leaves with a lot of oil. So it makes them kind of wilty. Does that yeah. count? That would Still? totally count. That would be like okay. part of the workaround. All right. Okay, good. Both around. And then just don't put it in the refrigerator. Yeah. No, we just uh, did it. And I, I sauteed the cabbage and things I normally put in. I cooked them a little yeah. to try and keep yeah. it cooked. <laughs> I think all of those things, you just keep them at a, either at a warm or room temperature. So it takes okay. the coldness out of it. And then it's right. going to season it. So again, I think after I saw you, I actually made this, this coleslaw that was delicious. Because I was thinking about, oh, yeah. And then I wish I had told you this coleslaw that I made. Or did I have it? Have I told you? Have no. Mm-hmm. So no, I tell a, us. I, I took cabbage and then I chopped it up like really fine. I think I actually put in the Cuisinart. So that, that's how they, the Cuisinart chopped it really fine for me. <laughs> and then I added sesame oil, sesame seeds, um, cumin, turmeric, like a little bit of it, not like overpowering, lots of ginger, garlic. Wow. And it was pepper and delicious it was so that sounds amazing there. i think i put <laughs> walnuts in there and i actually wow. brought that over to a place <laughs> and they like that too <laughs> i could see that getting a lot of compliments that <laughs> sounds really amazing delicious. but what it is is that like because you don't i didn't put like a vinegar in there maybe a little lemon because it was like it was just sort of sitting on the counter the the cellulose of the cabbage started to break down a little bit so awesome. Yeah. So that made it like more Vatic versus like a cold coleslaw with mayonnaise and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was my, yeah, but it, when it was the spices of like any Indian spice you like, you know, you just try it out. And if you're not sure, like if you're experimenting, just put a little bit aside and mix them together. So you're not like killing all of that food. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've overdone the turmeric for a, a, a soup and it was, it was done. Oh, yeah. Turmeric is just like, like hing. It's like, you just have to be so specific with it because it does kill it. And cumin can kill it too. Coriander is one of the only like spices that doesn't seem to kill things for me because it's kind of yeah. mild. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Salt, Himalayan salt. So those are the other, mm. those are, yeah. Himalayan salt. So that's cannot see, not season it. So that would right. also, and that would also probably be a nice winter, right? You put the nuts in there, you have the walnuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so we are going to spice up our food and we are going to do more vigorous yoga. We'll probably see you tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. <laughs> I was just thinking that. You had to? Okay. It's a copy. Okay. So tomorrow's level one, two. 
and third right. is level two. So maybe, you know, however you want. Maybe we'll see you later this week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I will Thank see you, you later this week, right? Because otherwise that couch, man. Meal <laughs> right. Thank you so much, Linda. Hey guys, it's so helpful. So and we just love you. Thank you. Love you guys. Right. Have a good, have a good snowy day. Thank and we'll you. see you. In, we'll, 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 we'll be back here, listeners, uh, at the ch- turn of the season. Yep. With, with Linda Wynn. As we're moving Again. into spring, right? That oh gives God, you a little that's hope. So soon. Right? That's so great. So I love get that. your spring outfits ready. <laughs> ready. Get the tulips. Thanks, Linda. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank bye. You. I love Linda so much. <laughs> So helpful. Yes, we've been delinquent in going to her classes of late. That will change this week. Yep. Got to get up off that couch. (laughs) And it seems to me, you know, I don't want to reduce it to uh, a formula, but the just uh, cook your favorite vegetables with your favorite Indian spices. Root ve- it's like root vegetable time, right? So okay. it's like the cozy veggies, like the potatoes and the carrots and the beets and the the butternut squash. Always know. shiitake mushrooms, though. That's Always. an all year. That's an all year thing. It is, yeah, for sure. Uh, what did you make for lunch today? We had rice with lentils, with sautéed beet greens and sautéed kale, and shiitake mushrooms. <laughs> See, there you go. I knew it. Yeah. And a little cottage cheese, which a little tiny bit, yeah, it was which just, took and, me back to my youth. And some spicy pickles. Oh right, thanks, yeah. Ray. Ray Lang. I believe so. Yep. <laughs> uh, he brings his firewood and spicy pickles. What 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 other <laughs> friend do you really need in the right. world? Right, get getting us through winter. <laughs> so uh, I've got one for you. Uh, this one I landed on. I used one of them there in the show, but. This one I landed on. This this goes back to tickled the book, and I think it's one of the 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 things that we as a culture should think about a little bit, uh, because I think we've conflated, uh, we 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 have lost the definition of a word. Uh, I was reading um, something the other day, and the word experience was in there, and then not long after the word expert was in there, and I was like, oh my god, an expert. Supposedly, someone with experience. It's literally the same root of the word. Right. In current vernacular, a specialist is someone with experience, and an expert is someone who claims to know about a thing. I think that's that's just uh, that's what it's morphed into, right? I think most people still think of an expert as someone with experience. But I, don't think, I don't. I don't. Think- I don't think that's true because they say, for example. Uh, uh, if you read the paper, they'll be like, here's six tips from sleep experts on how to um, have a better good night's sleep. It's like we all have experience sleeping. <laughs> right. So we don't I don't need to talk to someone who has experienced sleeping. These are what expert now is, is someone who claims a kind of authority on a subject. Right. Whereas whereas an expert in the root of the word should be experienced. So it's like you want good sleep. You should actually talk to someone who gets great sleeps, <laughs> not someone who tells other people how. Well, it could be the same, but like the idea that that we should look for help by someone who, quote, 
studies a thing rather than doing a thing, I think has led us astray on many, 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 many fronts. And we should be look we should be looking more to for the insight and advice of those with experience in a thing, I not uh, a self-designated authority, like a sleep expert. Or, I mean, so I think somebody, you could be both, right? But I think a lot of times people have just, um, they're just interpreting data and um, have become the expert that way. Well, yeah, it was, this was than, my point during COVID. If you got, like, if you want to talk about COVID, by all means, go get yourself an epidemiologist. If you have COVID, you want to go to someone who has experience dealing with sick people. You want a doctor, right? So in, in, in that scenario, we didn't want the COVID experts. We wanted the experienced doctors. And it's, there's where your fault line is. It's like the one is good for talk, sure. And you can talk about it all you want. But in the moment when you needed something, who are you going to call? John Frau. Co- COVID busters. Yeah, John Frown. Where's John Frown when you need him? Uh, okay, so um, that's the I've got one for you. The fact All that right. we've lost the true meaning of the word expert. Uh, instead of Oriabindo today, we are going to read a little passage from a new book I started reading called Let Us Be God by Swami Ashokananda, who... Uh, had a fairly interesting career. He was a, um, I don't know if Swamis have careers per se, but he was um, the editor of an English um, uh, publication called the Prabuddha Bharata, uh, published from India, from the Ramakrishna order. Um, And later on, he was uh, minister in charge of the Vedanta Society of Northern California, in San Francisco and was considered one of the guiding forces for the Vedanta movement in the West. So sounds like a true expert. Sounds like a true expert. Uh, he's uh, got a bunch of books. One of them is called Meditation. Another one, The Soul's Journey to Its Destiny, Ascent to, to Spiritual Illumination, etc. So anyway, I was reading this essay he wrote uh, and he was talking about the 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 mystery of name and form right so and the point he was getting at is we know that we are right you know without a doubt that you are uh, but we look around and all these things that come in and out of our lives um we kind of take for granted a little bit um where they came from and where they go and he was talking here about a a piece of clay at the start. And he says, take a piece of clay and model it. Originally, the clay had a lump form, and now you have a beautiful image, perhaps the form of a baby. You break it up, and this baby form disappears. Where does this image go? He's talking about the baby. Where'd the baby go? Then you make the form of a horse. The horse form comes from nowhere, and when you break it up, it goes nowhere. And then he moves on. He's talking about qualities of, so that's sort of a shape of a material thing. Now let's talk about water 
And he says, similarly of qualities, water flows, it is liquid. Then water is frozen. Where is the attribute of liquidness then? And from where did the frozen form come? And then finally he says, think of mental qualities. Where do they come from and where do they go? Everything you can think of, mental or physical, suffers from this mystery. We do not know where it comes from and where it goes. So I'm not here to solve that mystery for you. What <laughs> I'm here to say is that we are living in the midst of an infinite miracle. You are surrounded by things that come in and go out of existence from nowhere to nowhere every single minute of your life. And uh, the, the Vedantists call it Maya, right? But the point is really, this is magic that you are <laughs> in the midst of. So when we get um, caught up in a complaint, an irritation, a feeling that things should be some way that they aren't at present, an irritation with another person, if we get fixated on something, essentially what you've done is taken your eye off the fact uh, of the, the very fact of the miracle of your existence, which is that e everywhere around you, things are appearing and disappearing out of nothingness. They are appearing out of nothing and they were going into nothing. And we sit here and we just sort of walk blindly through our lives as if this is all just supposed to happen. So remember the miracle. Uh, it makes it way more interesting, and it also lessens uh, uh, your um, reactions and attachments to the silly little things like why a person said something that irritated you. It's like you should actually turn around and realize that you're walking around through a, a field of magic in which things are coming and going with absolutely no explanation as to where they came from or where they went. So I have one, one quick question. Um, Ashokan, Ashokananda, is that, uh, we're going to have to research that maybe? She's referring listeners to the reservoir just down the street from our house. Which the will Ashokan make you reservoir. remember, you will remember that this is all a miracle when you look at the Ashokan. Easy peasy. Ashokananda, baby. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in a week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to How to Tickle Yourself with your host, Duff McDonald, and me, Joey of Rockledge. You can help us by liking, subscribing, and sharing this podcast with others. You can talk to us and see what else is happening on Instagram and Facebook at How to Tickle Yourself. This program was recorded in Studio B of the historic Rockledge Recording Studio. Right here, right now, our original 16-part theme music was written and recorded by the legendary Paul Reddick and Kyle Ferguson of The Sidemen, with Steve Mariner on bass and drums and in the mixing room. This podcast is produced and distributed by Storic Media. Our editor is Oscar Desiderio. Our producers are Kristen Verbitsky and Chuck LaBella. For more information, visit storicmedia.com. That's S-T-O-R-I-C-media.com. Moments 